welcome back for some discussion about The Walking Dead. Got Tamisha and Tracy here. Um, we're excited about the new season and anxious to pick each other's brains about the episodes. Why don't you say hello, Tamish? Hello, everyone. We're back. And we're back. We're at, we mentioned this on Twitter. We're kind of dropping the TNT talk and just going with our names, keeping it simple, Tamish and Tracy. So that Twitter handle now is at Tamish Tracy, just our two names, T-A-M-E-C-H-E-T-R-A-C-E-Y, Tamish Tracy. Um, on Twitter, so you can find us there. And of course, we're a proud partner of so many shows.com. So you'll find the, the links to the podcast there and also on the So Many Shows feed in iTunes and um, with Google. And um, so, you know, check us out wherever you like to listen. And um, we're, we're real anxious to talk about The Walking Dead. A lot of changes. We got a time jump. Um, just a lot to dig into. But, you know, first, I always kind of like to do a game or kind of, you know, just mess with Tamish because I love her so much. She's my pal. <laughs> and um, she'll get me back. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll do the game tonight, but she might throw one at me next week. Who knows? Are you ready, my friend? Do I have a choice? I'm ready. Let's hit it, Tracy. I, I, I can't imagine you turning turning it down. That's not you. You've got a, you know, a go get them spirit. <laughs> so, okay. Do you remember um, as a child reading any of those, like, choose your own adventure books? Yes. Where you make choices, you know? Okay. Well, this is kind of like that, except you don't know what you're choosing. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> you will make some choices. But um, you don't know exactly why. So, there, you know, um, I think you would probably agree. There are a lot of significant events over the last um, the two episodes here so far in season nine. So I'm going to give you some names. And um, for the first one, I want you to choose one name. Okay. And we're going to see what this means. You can choose Jesus, Tara, Rosita, or Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Ezekiel lost his arm instead of Aaron. <laughs> so we're kind of changing it up, you know? It's, it, we're going to choose your adventure. It was not Aaron who lost his arm. Now, thanks to Tamish, it was he's, King he's, Ezekiel. He's got to try to hang on. <laughs> Poor Ezekiel. man. Oh, my God. <sighs> At least he's got Jerry. Ah, yes, okay. he does. Speaking of Jerry... In um, scenario number two, you can pick Jerry, Cindy, Alden, or Marco. Cindy. Cindy just got eaten by the zombie instead of Ken. <laughs> Cindy was trying to save the horse, and um, she got the bite. So, oh, Cindy. I'm sorry, Cindy. It's Tamisha's fault. It's my <laughs> fault, Cindy. Okay, I got one more for you. I won't yes. torture you too much. Now, in this case, you're going to pick two people. Okay. I'm going to give you six names. You pick two. Rosita, Daryl, Alden, Maggie, Sadiq, Enid. So, Daryl, you better not kill Daryl. <laughs> I'm 
Tracy. <laughs> I'm listening. And then um, Sadiq. Okay, so instead of Anne and Father Gabriel, Daryl and Sadiq are a brand new couple. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, I should have chose. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. So just for a little fun, um, just thinking about, you know, it's kind of interesting sometimes to think, well, what if it had been so-and-so that lost yeah, their arm? Yeah, I agree. I know? do that a lot. And, you know, in the comics, you know, Rick, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how Rick lost his arm. And, yeah. and now it's Ross. Ross. Oh, thank goodness it's not Ross. I know. I know. <laughs> so... But, uh, yeah, it's fun how they choose certain elements and keep to the comics, and then sometimes they don't. So, all right, you're a good sport. So, yeah. Tracy, before we start, oh, let's, yes. give a, let's, let's give a, a shout-out and a big, uh, we're going to miss him, to uh, Scott Wilson. Oh, of course. No longer with us, so we want to make sure we let our listeners know that we genuinely are thinking about um, his family at this time. Absolutely. That. That, um, I think, has made such a major impact on so many people. Yeah. I mean, I think he touched a lot of lives. So, were you? And he just kept going. He did. Yeah. He, oof. I, I enjoyed uh, seeing and listening to him on a few panels. So, great. Yeah. Yes. So, very, very much missed. All right. Well, <laughs> I have a few questions for you. I'm yes, guessing, I'm guessing you might have a few questions for me. Sometimes that's the, you know, it's typically the way we previously have been like, um, enjoy talking about the episodes, just getting each other's opinions and seeing if we agree or not. Do we usually agree? No, no, we usually don't. So, all right. I'm going to hit you up first okay. with some things that happened in episode one. Got it. Does Rick really have a big tummy? <laughs> Does Rick really have a what? <laughs> Judith said she painted Daddy with a big tummy. <laughs> did you hear that in the episode? I did, but I was like, <laughs> so yes, you all who are listening, she just kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> yes or no? Is you asked she, about. I'm sorry. It's a simple yes or no question. I know. There's nothing simple about that question because a grown woman just asked me if Rick Grimes has a big stomach. So, absolutely not. I have not seen any type of, what is it, extra skin or extra belly fat yeah. hanging over on Mr. Rick Grimes. Yeah. I, hey, guess what? We agree. I do not think Rick has a big tummy. But I do think it's funny how kids come up see, with these things. Yeah, they yeah. always see stuff that we, I don't know where they get it from, but yeah. that's sense of children. <laughs> that, that made me laugh, and it uh, it made Michonne and I think probably Denai Guerrero look, really laugh, too. <laughs> I, I know! It didn't seem fake. She was yeah. like, oh! Yeah. So, I agree with that one. Yeah. I'm not sure if that little conversation was uh, scripted or not, but um, it, it gave me quite a chuckle, so... All right. That, I mean, that was a softball question. Yes or no? What do you have for me? <laughs> Look how she came for me, everyone. She was like, oh, oh well, well, well. <laughs> well, mine has to do with um, Maggie and the time jump. How did you feel about the baby being here? Are you okay? 
Talk to me a little bit about whether how you felt about the baby being here and are mm-hmm. you okay with not going through the pregnancy? I, you know, I enjoy a good birthing scene, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's dramatic. It's exciting. It's, it's happy. I mean, it can be obviously, you know, I've experienced the pain and things like that, but you know, in the end, it's such a joyful experience. You know, it's kind of a payoff to, uh, to see that. And so I, I, you know, it is, it's kind of weird to say this, but I do feel a little shortchanged that, you know, and I, and um, I know that in the true timeline, you know, it's, it's conceivable Get it? Conceivable. Yeah. That she, right out, um, that she would never have shown during that time frame. So, so that's fine. I can, I can believe that. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I enjoy seeing women go through that. On, I mean, again, not the pain. I'm not, I'm not sadistic. But you know, it's such a journey. It's such a powerful journey for a woman um, and her family. So, I, yeah, I feel a little cheated that. We didn't really get to go through that with her. You know what? I, um, at first I was bothered because I was like, whoa, the kid is here. So we didn't get a chance to see you struggling, trying to get around or any of that. But then, and you cannot tell me you did not laugh about this. I was like, that baby is about as big as Judas right about now. Now, you know, you, I noticed that I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. But uh, yeah. So I I I got over it when I when I realized that we weren't going to see it. I was a little like, oh. But then I was just like, okay. Yeah, we just gotta gotta go with it now. Just had to roll with it. But he's a cutie, that's for sure. Just like his daddy. Yeah. So they did a real good job with that casting. They did. I agree. All right. Um. Now this, I'm not. Being silly with this question. Now, she, she had to set the question up instead of just asking, which tells me this is about to be something. I was, okay, being, Tracy, what's I the was being silly with the tummy question, yes. And this one, but I'm just telling you, it's not a silly question. It, it is for real. Okay. Would you have rather <laughs> Ken lived and the horse got bit or as it happened, the can get bit. See, you should have known better than to ask me that question. Goodbye, horse. You will go die. You oh. should have let that horse go. You can find another horse. Nope. Kid had to be Captain Save a Horse. <laughs> so, so, guess what? Ken is dead. And you know why Ken is dead? Because he couldn't let the horse go. I'm sorry. The horse should have died. The horse should Okay. Ken or the horse, Tamish says, should have been the horse. It should have been the horse, okay. but guess what? Ken, you're dead now, and the horse is alive. And I think that horse even bit him when he came back in. Am I right? <laughs> you know, I didn't notice that at first, but then I heard someone else talking about that I think, on another podcast. I, said, I think you're right. You did. That little, you gave your life, and that little horse was like, meow. <laughs> like I said, that horse would have, bye-bye. Okay, okay. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean... Deep, deep, deep down, I want a human to live. But I tell you, when I was watching that episode, yes. I was like, I cannot watch another horse go down. 
I can't deal with it. I mean, those have been some of the most brutal scenes. I know that makes me maybe sound crazy, but I didn't like seeing Shiva die. I don't like seeing horses get eaten. I cry at movies where animals are hurt. I don't cry as often in other movies. I can sort of suppress it, even though I get sad about, obviously, about people. But I just am torn apart when it comes to animals. Call me crazy. Whatever. That's just how I respond. So when watching that episode, no, I didn't want Ken to die. But I could not stand the idea of seeing another horse go down go down on The Walking Dead. They've just been yeah. awful scenes. So... Tracy, I guess I'll pick Ken. This is episode, and I'll be like, my friend, she's gone. <laughs> Tracy, I would kill that one. I understand, though, what you're saying. I do. I know. Yeah, okay. All right, it's you understand. So it was just, it was, it was a tough, tough one. All right. Do you have another one for me for episode one? Yes. Um, episode uh, one. You know, they went to, what was it? The, was it the museum? Yeah. But what was the, what was the, what was it called? I'm, I'm losing my thought I right think, now. I think they were calling it the Virginia Museum of Natural History. Okay. I, I couldn't I'm remember. Sure. I just think of it as the Capitol because we know that's where it really was, the Georgia Capitol. So. Got it. All right. So, uh, my, my, my question is, would you have walked across that glass floor? Nope. You right. You personally would you? There's. I would have walked around. There was room to walk around, my friend. Thank you for saying that. Okay, so I saw that too, and I could not understand in my 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 little mind <laughs> why y'all keep walking across the because I looked. I even yes, I DVR'd it, folks, and I rewind. I re- hit rewind to make sure I wasn't crazy. Very close enough room. I know it's the shortest distance. However, there are walkers underneath. And this exact thing that happened to King Ezekiel was what I would have been afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But there was a I perimeter. Was there, huh? was, there was a perimeter and single file. We could have, you know, walked around fine. Now, what that means for the wagon, I, you know, I don't know. But I wasn't that worried about the wagon. I really didn't understand that whole. I mean, it created some great drama. And, yes. you know, I felt yes. like for sure, I, I can't imagine any scenario where Ezekiel really would have survived that. They were all over him. You know, whenever, you know, yeah, that's a that's a fantastic way to get bit by a zombie is, is hanging. Like, He's hanging down there for some like, bait. Like low fruit, you know. So, but I'm, I'm super glad he made it. I was happy with the little smoochy smooch with Carol. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised he, he would survive that because they were, there were a lot of them, but yeah, I would not have walked across that glass. I just, I couldn't, Mm -hmm. no, I would have looked, I would have pushed everything across and then went around the perimeter. Here's here's the thing. Okay. We pretty much know I'm a scaredy cat in a lot of situations. If it was, you know, no zombie apocalypse and I went to the museum like that, I still wouldn't want to walk over it. If there were no zombies. If there were no zombies down there, I just would, I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling. I would just be like, no, I'll just walk around. I'm good. And FYI, we wouldn't take you on any runs. Nope. No. We would, we would use your, your skill set would be used at the community. Nope. <laughs> just put me no in, runs. in charge of arts and crafts back at the 
Washing, washing the kids. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know. All right. Is that? Oh, I have another one for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why did Daryl shoot that scarecrow zombie? Maybe because uh, Negan uh, had a habit of hanging people up there and letting them die. Maybe that's what he made okay. him think about that. Because that's what that was my thought. Like maybe he was like reminiscent mm-hmm. of times where he literally Negan would literally just let people turn and then just leave them up there for display. Okay. 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 That was my thought. Yeah, I, I, I asked the question because I really didn't know, but that kind of makes sense that maybe if there was some kind of memory associated with it or it made something. him think of something, because I thought it was kind of a clever idea. Well, he's just mad. Daryl's just mad. He, he just is not happy. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you have for me next? You have a third one for me? Nope. Do you want to talk about Gregory? <laughs> That was the happiest day of my life when he got his little butt hung. Ah! He'd have, he had a lot I of I laughed chances. so hard. I was like, please, 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 please. Hang <laughs> it. I was like, kill him. Well, there were no more chances for him. It's done. Now, what do you think? That kind of makes me think about the pacing of the episode. Because when I was watching the first time, I was kind of like, oh, it's moving a little slow, you know, okay. even though, I mean, that was a dramatic scene with the, you know, in the museum and everything, it, it still just felt like we're kind of catching up to the new times. But then like the second or the, the third, third, I'm going to put it in thirds, the third, third of the show just really amped up. I mean, when opinion. they were trying, when they tried to kill her. Is that what you with, mean? with that and just kill her Maggie, sorry. Well, and I don't mean amped up just as an action, um, but just amped up in like my interest in it. Like when Daryl and Carol were talking, yeah. um, I thought that was a great conversation. And then, yeah, even though I knew, you know, when she's walking over to the grave to check it out, I knew something was going to happen. It still kind of made me jump seeing him in his little costume, whatever that disguise. Was. Yeah, whatever that was. Um, you know, and then Gregory going out like that. It just, it seemed like, whoa, you know, boom, boom, boom. A lot of stuff going on in that last third. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I probably just do not think that the episode was moving slow because of my anticipation level and because, and because I want it to be so much more and, and, you know, realizing that, you know, something big is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of missed that portion of what you were saying. And to me, I was just like, okay, okay. And I was just like ready to go to the next, next, uh, next scene, next scene, the next scene. And so I kind of missed the pacing. Okay. Because I was so excited about it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm certainly not saying it was intentional or anything. That's just kind of how I saw it. Cause I, I, I did, we, we watched it at the ship at anchor pub. Uh, right. I watched with Elizabeth from Brains Gone Bad, and you can't, you know, you can't hear as well, obviously. But it's fun to watch in a group. But you know, I missed some things, so probably because I missed a few things, and it was harder to see. I wasn't quite as engaged for a while. But then when some of those conversations started going and things happening, then I was like, oh, this really has picked up. So yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think about um, oh about um, 
uh, Rick and Maggie's relationship. I don't know. Ooh. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, it's um, it's odd. I, I really am kind of uncomfortable about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's odd. It's like seeing, you know, two of your friends not really getting along as well or, you know. It, yeah, uncomfortable is a really good a good word. I can see both of their points. You can. Um, so you do, you do, you do, you're not on a specific team? Not strongly. Like I, I, no, not super. I can make a case for each side. I can, I, yeah, I can see where they're each coming from. I'm not totally sold one way or the other. Are you? Yeah, but I'm biased coming in. I'm, I'm right now. I'm clinging so hard to the Rick team. It's not even funny because mm-hmm. I, um, I see what he's trying to do. Yeah. But okay. I just, I keep thinking about talking about Maggie's uh, point of view and just looking at it like is she encompassing all the evil individuals that they had to fight to get to this point? Mm-hmm. Like, are, has she become or taken on some of their essence? Interesting, yeah. Because to me, part of the way I would defend her is that she's trying to protect what she has. You know, historically, mm-hmm. they fought so many villains and they've tried to rescue so many people and they put their lives on the line and you know sometimes it's like okay she has a child now maybe she just like this is working hilltop is working let's keep this working keep this good you know maybe she's starting to feel like maybe we can't save the whole world um you know sometimes you need to just pull back and take care of your own Mm -hmm. maybe not forever i'm not saying that's the best long-term solution but i i kind of could see where maybe her priorities, you know, have shifted. And of course, given what happened to her husband, you know, I can, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I can make a case for each side, but a lot of the things Rick is saying are seem reasonable as well, you know, trying to give people a chance and redeem themselves and, and make a new life. So now I will say that the one thing I don't agree with that, I don't think Megan should still be alive. Yeah. I, I don't, I really, but I was not happy about how the war ended. I was not happy about that. Yeah. He should have been. Now, that part I do agree with every, Maggie and Daryl. And, I, well, I don't think Jesus would agree with that. But yeah. he should be dead. Yeah, I was kind of, I thought that was kind of left weird at the end of the last season, too. I mean. Yes. It's, we fought so hard to get there. Yeah. And then you all just kind of went. I think the thing that got me the most with that was Rick changing so abruptly, you know, because it's like Carl wanted this like utopia and these, you know, to forgive and all this. And, and, and Rick read the letter and all that. And then he just ignored him, you know, went on and on and fight and war. And I was like, you're not honoring Carl, you know, through, you know, the second half of the season. And then the very last episode of the season, eh, I think I'm going to honor Carl. You know, it was just like, it, it was the timing seemed weird. It's like, why all of a sudden now? So, but I want to see what they do with Megan. I'm like, you know, just in a cell like that, you can get a little dialogue, but you know. Now I have a question. You remember, what was the uh, group that came that uh, traded, what was it? Traded supplies and they gave them the booklet that they're now uh, going after. Who was that? What was their their names? They didn't give a name. It was Georgie and the twins. The twins. Yeah, they gave her the key, that booklet or binder or whatever. Um, So are they following that now? Yeah, I think, I know I saw it in episode two. I'm not sure if they showed a picture of it in episode one. But 
yeah, they're they're implementing those things, those ideas and practices. So, but yeah, I don't think we have an official name for for her yet. So, okay. I was I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Okay. All right. Well, so let's move into episode two. Do you believe that Justin did not do the alarm on purpose? Of course. And he should have been killed for it. So you totally yeah, he believe did. him. He did it. He did it on purpose. And a good man lost his right arm over it. Mm-hmm. No, it was his left arm. <laughs> it was his left arm, wasn't it? He's laying there in the bed. He and... only had one arm left. But up, bop, bop. <laughs> it was the left one. Um, he lost his left arm. Hello, I can only rave to you now. <laughs> Stand on my right side. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, here. glory. Um, okay. I mean, I, I believe he did it or failed to do it on purpose. But you said, the okay, you were like, the walkies, batteries dead. Rick was like, they're solar. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a lame excuse for something that's solar. So, yeah, he kind of. He got kind of got caught in his lie, but I guess what I'm wondering is why. I mean, that could have endangered him ultimately as well. I mean, I know he wasn't at that site, but if all those people died and they can't finish the bridge, I mean, it you know it has sort of a ripple effect. I mean, that was just. I think there's a mole. Okay. I think there's a I, my one of my theories is I think there's a mole either in Rick's group or Maggie's group, mm -hmm. somebody's group that's playing both sides. And they're the ones that's putting up the stuff on the wall, you know, about the saviors, the ones that are disappearing. I think that there's someone that's uh, facilitating all of that. Okay. And I think that they put that idea in his head. Mm -hmm. And they're just trying to wreak as much havoc as possible because they don't want to see any of this succeed. Okay. So they're just I just don't know who it is yet. Okay. Okay. All righty. So you believe Justin? Yeah. No, you believe you. Yeah, you believe I, he did it on I purpose. You don't believe Justin. You believe that he really did sabotage it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All what right. do you think about um, Daryl and Rick's relationship right now? What are you are you bothered by it? Do you see justification in how Daryl's feeling towards Rick or vice versa? I'm not really bothered by it because I, I'm glad that Daryl is speaking up for himself. I'm glad he's about speak speaking at speaking. all. I know. I was going to say, I'm glad Let's he's say speaking, that. period. <laughs> Team Daryl. Um, so he's standing up for himself and he's, he's ex I mean, he's talking about how he feels, you know, so he's not, he shouldn't just blindly follow Rick. He needs to take care of himself too and, and look at his needs. And he's got Carol to, to, you know, lean on as well. So he's talking to people. And, I mean, people, they're just not going to always agree. But I still, the fact that it kind of bothers Rick and it kind of bothers Daryl that they're not totally on the same page, I think is a good sign that they still have a very strong relationship. relationship. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just a bump in the road. They got to figure out what's going to work and um, make it work. But I think their friendship, 
you know, their brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, is still solid. So it doesn't really stress me out. I think it just kind of makes it interesting. I think we're working towards um, some sort of betrayal. Ooh. I know. It's going to break my heart. But I think I think in the end that uh, Daryl is, is, is going to betray his brother. Oh, my. His, his br- brother by another mother, not mm-hmm. her. But yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think it's unfortunate, but I see I see it creeping up. So you think my outlook is too positive? Yes, Tracy. As but always, yes, you are staying at the community and play board games. Yes, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I know I could be in charge of the activities of the camp. You know, yes. as night falls there when they're playing cards and roasting marshmallows or whatever, and doing campfire songs. Yeah, that's me. I like that. <laughs> Eugene times three. What? Ah! No, I'm not going to give you that title yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. Okay. I do have some purpose. Okay. Um, do you think we've seen any of the whispers yet? I, you know, because I don't read the comments like that, I wouldn't even know what to look for. So I don't know. Do you mind? So I guess the answer to that question is no. Okay. Do you mind if I talk about it at all? Or you don't want to? Sure, because okay. uh, Greg Nicotero wore like the whispers. Oh, yeah. yeah, Talking Dead. Well, so if you don't want to know anything about the whispers, then just stop listening for a couple minutes. But and I don't know a ton about them because I haven't read the comics. Okay. And but you know I've heard enough about them that the story of the whispers really intrigues me. So the idea is that they wear Walker faces. Um, so they're they're not walkers, but they're disguised as them, so they can blend in. So the the funny thing now is that people are tweeting about it and stuff. That as we're watching the show, a lot of people are like, "Is that really a walker or is that a whisperer?" You know, like you get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they wearing a mask or what? Um, so I, I asked that because at the lumber um, site, when um, Rick shot the ropes and all the the logs rolled down and were taking out the zombies, the walkers, it looked like in the background that some of the walkers were walking away. And I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense because they don't, they don't know that, you know, they just, they're just going to get pummeled. They're just going to keep coming. If they smell something, hear something, whatever, they're not going to respond, you know, to a what? threat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right now. It was way in the background. And I was like, well, maybe those are actually humans that are, because they all, you know, came and tried to help save everyone, you know. But I was like, no, nah, I think those are walkers. And it just, I don't know. And it might just be my imagination, like, just playing tricks on me and because I'm so curious about it. But I thought, I thought in the background of that scene, when they're all getting pummeled, it looked like some of them were walking the other direction. And I was like, how would they know to walk the other direction? Because they so, have a brain. It possibly. That's my that's wow. my curiosity. I'm gonna rewind that. Rewind it. So I really am gonna rewatch that very quickly. All right. All right. What do you have for me next? If you were Maggie, would you have given? Would you have? I I, I think I know the answer to this. But if you were Maggie, <laughs> <laughs> would you have gone back on your statement of not wanting to supply? And then they ultimately uh, uh, supplying and providing them with what they needed. Like you, you had a change of heart. Would you have had a change of heart? And mm. why? And why? Well, 
I probably would have been a sucker and kept doing it all along anyway. You know, it wouldn't be a matter of changing. I would have been like, well, we'll give them another chance. We'll try. You know, we've still got enough food here. We, for now, we can make it. Um, but, I mean, in dire times, I mean, that's the thing. You don't, I don't want the zombie apocalypse to happen. You know, I don't want it to be a real thing. But you do wonder in dire straits, you know, would you be more protective? Would I have a different personality? You know? Hmm. Who knows? So, I don't know. Michonne wore her down with all her talk, talk, talk. So, she did. She did. You know, because at, at this point, you know, how much can, can you fight it? You know? You can't really. Because if she isolates everyone and won't, you know, cuts them all off, then she... They're going to start coming for her. Yeah, and she's and then ultimately she's going to need something, and no one's going to help her. So it's a fine line to walk. But mm. what's your answer? I I th- I think I initially I would have tried to hold out as long as I could have. Being if I was now I'm saying this as if I was Maggie, and been like nope 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 nope. But probably in the end, at the very end, when stuff was about to go south, I would be like fine. Just send the wagon over with the supplies. Okay. All right. Do you trust Tammy? The jury's still out. Yeah. It really is. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Of all the names you can throw at me, (laughs) I don't know yet. I I usually can formulate a pen. I don't know. Yeah. I want to say yes, and then I want to say no. Then I I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know quite what to make of her. We just don't know her well enough yet. But she has a very strong personality. She's yes. very willful and opinionated. She's a little explosive, maybe. I don't know. She makes me a little nervous. I guess that's the thing. She makes me a little nervous. And I don't know if that's because I don't trust her or I think, you know, she might do something harmful. Um, I'm thinking from my perspective that she might do something harmful. Okay. But I just, I don't know. Like, you know, if Maggie hadn't agreed to let him out under like work release or whatever, would she have ultimately taken out Maggie or something? You know, I mean, is she that kind of woman? She strikes me as someone that would have tried to break him out. Okay. Yeah. And then ha- and then died in a hell of gunfire or bows and arrows and be like, just kill me now. Yeah. Well, Tammy. Not you, Tammy, Tamish. Tammy on the show. We don't know what to make of you yet. <laughs> we do not know what to make of you. I don't you. know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. All right. What do you have for me? What do you think Michonne's role is going to be this season? Peacemaker, arguer, arguer. Oh look, at, look at my mouth. We're on Skype. She can see me. I was just about to say, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. You took took the word right out of my mouth. Peacemaker. Yeah, that was the first thought that came to mind. I don't know, Tracy. I was thinking about her She's she's real loyal to her man, Mr. Rick Grimes, and she might be, um, judgment might be a little clouded. I, I was actually thinking about her today, and I think about her every day because... My dear daughter has a life-size stand-up of Michonne in her bedroom. So yes! We say good morning, Michonne. Good night, Michonne. 
<laughs> but I was thinking about her character, how that she's really is playing this peacemaker role, but how she is also just such a, you know, this savage warrior, you know, and I'm like, is she just so confident in her, like, divisions right now of who's good, who's bad, what's allowed, what's not? like, is she so comfortable with when to be a warrior and, you know, and when to be a peacemaker? Um I don't know. No, because they do seem to kind of conflict. I mean, I I think her warrior mode is. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty solidly for protection. Um, maybe not when she first came on the scene in the show. You know, she seemed like she had a lot more going on, battling within. But now it seems pretty solidly for protection. But I don't know. I don't either. I'm, I'm just concerned about. I'm concerned about her wishy washiness, and I'm not used to seeing Michonne like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm concerned. Okay. I'm okay. concerned about my warrior. Yeah. I'm gonna add a bonus question. Okay. We've each done three, but who do you think has changed the most? We've had this time jump. They're in this mm-hmm. new era. Who do you think has gone through the most Wait, change? gone through the most or changed mm. since, from season one to now? Uh, no, since the end of season eight to now in season nine. So it's been like a year and a half or whatever. Who do you think has evolved okay, the most? We go good on, or bad? Exp- before I answer that, ex- mm-hmm. explain that. How we're in season eight, but we're really season nine. No, I said... Who has changed the most between the end of season eight? Is it the end of season seven or seven or season eight? We're in season nine. Are we in season nine or season eight? We're in season nine. Very good. Are you quizzing me? Are you testing me? (laughs) You gotta gotta put a little nail, a little wrench in there. But go ahead, Tracy. You're trying to gaslight me. I, I I really was, but go ahead. Tracy caught on real quick. I was hoping that we could do the uh, who's on first. What? what? Yeah, you tried. Around around. You tried and you did not succeed. All right. Who's changed the most between the end of season eight and the current season nine? Good, bad, or in between? Who has, yes, not who has experienced the most, but just who has had more of a change? I would have to say right uh, at, at this juncture, it would be Maggie. I would say between Maggie and Rick. They both are kind of in the similar camps to where they were at the end of season eight, but Maggie seems to have dialed back a bit. Like she was like, we're going and we're going to get, you know, she was all set about revenge and getting rid of Negan and taking it out on Rick and Michonne or some kind of madness like that. Um, And, you know, Rick had already done this flip to try to be more peaceful and have communities get along but I think they've both sort of mellowed a little bit from there where they were um, but also Rick for the last several seasons let's see since uh, when did he really start becoming more and more savage really in five I guess is that claimed uh, five was well they started out at Terminus and they escaped there and they made the move to Alexandria, and they were on the road, and, you know, just having to battle everything, and just barely made it to Alexandria when they, you know, met up with Aaron. 
So what was this? What? So was it season five when he bit their necks? That was four. That was the very end of four. So yeah, I would say, I mean, I would say then. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. End of season four. Yeah, I would agree too. And then it just it took off from there. I mean, he just had me worried for a while. Like, what is your ultimate goal? What is your, you know, you you can be a strong leader, I think, but now you're just like. No, a little crazy. Yeah, kind of off the deep end. And so I just feel like, wow, he's really kind of come back to a good, maybe a good mix of, um, of both, you know. So I just, uh, yeah, I, and you either gonna like him or you're not. Yeah, that's that's my thought or whatever. And um, so yeah, I would say it was Maggie for me. Okay, all right. Ow. Do you think that um someone's gonna try to bust Negan out? Mm, I logistically, like practically, yes, because they're not going to just leave him in there all season. I don't think that would be kind of boring, you know. Okay. Um. So I just think there's got to be more to his role than just sitting in the prison. So, um. But I don't have formulated a plan yet of who might do that or how or. Is he going to break out or is he going to sweet talk somebody? Um, Let me throw this wrench at you. Throw it. What if Rick lets him out and oh. then Negan kills Rick and then someone else kills Negan? Are you trying to hurt me? You know, <laughs> now all I will say is that would be a great way for Rick Grimes to go out. That's all I'm saying. That like wow, we have come full circle. Yeah, that would be like a like a real like literary tragedy or whatever, you know. It, it absolutely would, and there would be nothing. There would be nothing to be said. Boom. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh That's man, I had not thought about that scenario. Thanks for putting that into my head. No problem. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, anything else about episode two that you want to chat about before we... I'm just looking forward to seeing how this is how this is going to progress. I am anxiously waiting for this season to continue on. So mm-hmm. I'm really digging it this season. I mean, it seems... Wow. I don't know. If, for me, it's been a pretty dramatic change in how I feel about watching the episode. I've wanted to watch each one a second time and not just to get facts. I've kind of wanted to see scenes again. And I like the way it's moving quickly, but yet there's still a lot of questions. Like it seemed like we went through this phase where to keep the drama or to not give everything away too fast, we slow everything down and drag it out, you know, and now it's like, man, things are happening. There's action. People are, you know, forming relationships and things are moving, but yet there's still all these questions, you know, and at the end of the episode, I'm like, Oh, who was that in the woods? And Oh, what are they going to do about that? You know, it's, I'm really engaged and I like that feeling kind of getting back there. Yes. I cannot wait. So there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, I'm Tracy. I'm Tamish. And that was our chat about The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episodes 1 and 2. So we'll be back next week dedicated to one episode 
now that we're caught up. So follow us on Twitter at Tamish Tracy and let us know what you think. Good night, everybody. Woo! Bye.